Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. The Hitting the Turnbuckle Podcast. First come back. Give me a hell yeah. Welcome everybody back to another Hitting the Turnbuckle Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Burrows. I'm flying solo today. Adam is off. He's watching football. He's watching the mighty Canby Island uh, play football. But I'm here to talk some uh, more great wrestling promotions. Like we always say on this show, we are all about the WWE and AEW. We love doing our review shows. But something that is very close to our heart is uh, the UK promotions that we've been recently getting out to watch and see for ourselves. Uh, we have another uh, great UK promotion joining us today. I was very fortunate enough to go and check out their show a couple of Sundays ago. We have the founder of Sacrifice Pro Wrestling, Lee Malone, joining us. Lee, how are you, brother? I'm doing great. HTTB. <laughs> how are you doing tonight? It's good to have you in the house, my man. It's good to have you in the house. Um, like I said in the intro, we've been going around the country, really, and uh, checking out as many UK promotions as we can and just giving them a platform uh that they might not have had on the on the podcast kind of thing because you know everyone we spoke to is like really grateful for, like the, the podcast the uk scene hasn't really got into like the podcast and the youtube world so we're just out here we've done ignite we've done apex and i was very fortunate to come to sacrifice pro a couple of weeks ago lee and i must say it's one of the best shows that i've seen uh doing this little world stop tour of the uk you guys put on a hell of a show over in bredford so lee let's get some history of sacrifice pro my friend uh how did it all start because i'm always intrigued when i meet and i've met like you say ignite apex we've been we've been we spoke to apw yesterday but before we get into before we get into the history of sacrifice and i'm really sorry to cut you off no no I, go for it i've got to give you guys some love first and foremost right don't get me wrong i've i've done a million like pro wrestling podcasts in the UK and a lot of them would really find people. And of course it's a little bit transactional, right? It's content for you, <laughs> publication for us and stuff like that. The way I, I really know who to value in the wrestling scene, especially when it comes to the media front is, are they able to leave the wrestling scene in a better condition than when they found it and seeing your guys's handprints on places like Apex and Ignite as well. Shout out CJ Carter, who runs an amazing ship over there at Ignite as well. Like to see you guys leave positive handprints and leave places in a better, more lifted way than they were before. I love that. I always speak highly of that. So, so from the rest of the scene, I appreciate what you were doing, my friend. Oh man, we appreciate that. That really does mean a lot, man. Like I say, we're just trying to, we just love wrestling. And it was at first people were taken back. I mean, I'm slowly learning things about the wrestling industry. They're like, you want to do all this, but yeah, what do you want in return? And we're like, nothing we get to come and see your show that's great that's we don't want anything we're not here to make money or be youtube famous or any of that crap we just want to talk wrestling and get to know people like yourselves lee and the great company that is saki pro uh, my good friend chris introduced me to saki pro he's, i know you've been doing all the great work with your photography and stuff like that um how did how do you start a wrestling company leagues i know you are a wrestler yourself you've been involved in the industry for a hell of a long time like I say, we speak to people at Apex and Ignite and APW and we're going up to Birmingham. And I'm always fascinated how this story starts in this crazy world of professional wrestling. How on earth did you get this started, Lee? So, uh, as you touched on there, yes, uh, I wrestled for seven and a half years. I wrestled with Hustle Malone up and down the country, was able to share the ring with some amazing, amazing talents. Um 
I stopped wrestling in August of 2022, and now I just go to the gym and take selfies. <laughs> Good life. Um, <laughs> I eat loads of protein. Uh, so uh, I started as a just as a wrestler in a training academy that was started up. It was kind of a Hope South Academy, you know, Hope Wrestling that was run up north, that kind of Derbyshire, Nottingham kind of area. A training school opened up down south, and they were kind of extended the hand from Hope to, to kind of be kind of like an NXT, kind of like a feeder mm-hmm. school. Uh, and myself and a lot of the other trainees, as we started to work more veterans and get more competent and get better at what we did, uh, we took real investment in that place, you know, even though we weren't getting paid uh, even to wrestle, we weren't even getting paid to wrestle and we weren't getting paid to help out. We still loved being able to go, okay, well, let's upscale the graphics. Let's upscale the videography. And, and, and you know, the more people we pack into that room, the bigger of a platform that we get. Uh, it got to a point where we were selling, uh, you know, I know Apex, because uh, Hope South has now become Apex. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know they'll run juries in and they'll get hundreds and hundreds of people in. And I remember the first time that we were pushed towards like our WrestleMania style show, Hope and Glory. We got all these people in. And we were like, hey, it'd be cool if like, I don't know, we could get like a tenner, right? Like we're working, mm-hmm. we're working basically like 30, 40 hours a week for free and wrestling falling on our necks and heads and stuff. It'd be cool to get a tenner maybe. Um, and our coach at the time, uh, who's an awful person who is thankfully not in wrestling anymore, wrote us this long thing. And at the end of every paragraph was essentially, if you want to go run your own promotion, F off and go and do it. Uh, and we'd never even entertained it. Like we we were reading it. We were like, I never said I wanted to. Where, where's this coming from? Mm. And after we read it so many times, we were like, well, God damn, maybe we will do it. But at the same time, in that kind of area, wrestling didn't have the greatest, uh, you know, better in mind, this is 2017. Mm-hmm. Wrestling was still kind of looked at kind of side-eyed when it comes to the UK. You know, there are still many pro, uh, many venues across the country where I'll go to look for like venue hire for a show mm-hmm. and they'll hear wrestling and they won't think Hulk Hogan and the rock. They'll think bare knuckle boxing. Yeah. They'll think, Oh, the time that we had a boxing event on and somebody punched a wall when they got mad and we don't want those ruffians in here. So it's better mm-hmm. to just say no. And, and they forget, you know, this is a family entertainment, right? Yeah. This, this is closer to the panto than it is to anything else. And we thought there's a real opportunity for us here to not just do good for ourselves and have a, a great place for us to wrestle and have the, the energy in the room be the biggest export of the promotion. There's not just an opportunity for that, but there's an opportunity for us to kind of raise the PR and change how people see wrestling overall across the whole country. So we started in 2017. Every single show that we do is for a different local or national charity. Mm-hmm. Every single show. Everybody from the crew the camera team, every wrestler on the show, uh, the ring, everybody that you see refereeing, sitting behind music, commentary, everybody is volunteering their time. We've had talent come from sometimes literally across the world. We've had Chris Brooks wrestle for us for free, Cara Noir wrestle for free. Uh, wow. Massive, massive names from up and down this country. NXT UK, Impact. Uh, on our first show was... Uh, Sam Stoker. I'm gonna have to remember his. Uh, I'm gonna have to remember his WWE name. I can't remember. Oh shit! Yeah, hang on. He was. That'd be great. Uh, I don't know. It'll come to me. It'll come to yes. me. I might well, have to one Google half it. One half yes. of Pretty Deadly was on our first show. Yes. Again, saw a great cause and was like, I want to be involved. Stevie Turner in NXT was like, 
this is you know this month's charity is an amazing charity i want to be involved um so we started in Leighton buzzard through the pandemic we moved over to bedford we've raised something like 20 to 30,000 we've brought clothes to the homeless we've brought teddy bears to hospitals we've collected dog and cat food for animal shelters and charities and stuff and uh, and yeah it's just been a wild ride really enjoyable and it, it to me it's always like the most fun way to give to charity right like i can 100% walk, you, you could put a coin in a box and you'll never see that coin again you'll never see where it really goes for us you get to come down enjoy a great entertaining show, see some banging wrestling and know that your money actually went to a great cause. Yeah, 100%, mate. I mean, like I said, the last show I was at, you, you were doing um, some some work for, uh, there was a charity that they needed, the animals needed looking after. And that's something that's close to my heart. So as soon as you like, you mentioned that. I mean, it's such a good thing. It's very rare to see in wrestling as well. Because I've, I've heard snippet, I've heard the great side of wrestling while doing this. And I've also heard some stories where you're like, oh my God, what? You know, it's some, it is swings and roundabouts in wrestling. Um, sacrifice Pro, uh, my friend, um, where does it sit in the UK scene? Uh, because we, we've we spoke to so many companies and uh, the talent that come to like Saki Pro, I've seen wrestle on Ignite, I've seen in Apex, I've seen that these guys, these guys and girls literally travel the UK. Like you said, the last show I was at with you guys, we had people from Wales, you had people coming across from the other side of London. And I'm like, I've already come like 20 minutes up the road from Leighton Buzzard. It, it's truly remarkable, the UK scene, Lee, to me. It's opened my eyes the last year from what I've seen. And the talent in this country, you'll probably atone to this more than I will, because you've been involved in the industry a lot longer than I. Has it even surprised you now how the talent in the UK is going to the next level? Oh man, what a question. Uh so one thing we treat very uniquely here in in sacrifice is like look, we don't have the budget of like a progress or a rev pro or anything mm-hmm. like that, right? If a big name or something, you know, Samoa Joe comes over across the seas, we probably can't pay his wage. And that's understandable. <laughs> so one of our greatest exports as well is not only like storylines, but very storyline-based promotion, but also being able to push our talent into situations and, and opportunities where they may not necessarily be in. Really great example, Alexander Hyde, right? Uh, If you've never seen Alexander Hyde wrestle before, giant dude, real strong, hairy, aggressive. And in the back of your head, if you were going to mentally put him anywhere on the card, you'd be like, great, big monster who squashes guys in three minutes. Great, right? We saw something in Hyde uh, and we wanted to push him to places that other promotions weren't. Mm Mm-hmm. In, we put him in this storyline towards the later end of last year that culminated in this beautiful, emotional promo. He's sitting in the ring. He's close to breaking down. And the room has just been on this massive, massive journey of emotions. Now, of course, what do you do with those emotions? As soon as you've got them, it's like collateral. You can use it to pay it off. So later on in that night, after he like spilled his guts in front of the world and everybody was there listening, hanging on every word, later on in that night, him and his tag partner won the tag team titles. And the room absolutely fell apart, right? Now, being able to see that effect that that had on him, he's now doing theatre shows with Mythos uh, around the country. I think they've just done Edinburgh Fringe. Uh, and seeing that skill set in him grow has mm. been phenomenal. Um, so don't get me wrong. As we find in Sacrifice, quite often people come in, they'll have phenomenal matches. They'll see great growth. They'll be able to test out things with us that you might see with us before you see in other promotions. Mm-hmm. It's really cool and exciting. 
they might test out gimmicks or they might test out new moves or things like that. So it's kind of like your first opportunity to see that stuff. At a certain point, there may be a time where they're so full up with other bookings that they kind of move on. But that's the exciting part. The circle starts again. So the other guys who may not get a chance to main event at Progress or something like that, they get to come and do, you know, move into their spot and do these next creative things. Great examples of that are guys like Warren Banks. Warren Banks was a former Ultimate Sacrifice champion. Had some incredible matches. Three set to retire two- now at the next Sacrifice Pro. Yeah, I saw yeah. him at Apex on uh, at the weekend. Just set to announce his retirement as well now. Indeed, yeah, yeah. But like, came in and had like three phenomenal like instant classics with Roy mm. Johnson. He had some amazing matches there. Charles Crowley. Uh, he's oh, now oh, been dude. a lot more experimental and creative with his gimmick, which is phenomenal. He had uh, a great match. All of our shows, by the way, every show that we've ever done is on YouTube for free. Just type in Sacrifice Pro Wrestling, everything we've ever done. One great match that we had there was Charles Crowley and his tag partner Clementine versus the 8-7 in a BDSM safe word match. (laughs) Uh, And they were using like whips and chains and the match, like you have to say the other team's safe word to be able to get out of it. That's like a night out in Watford. (laughs) (laughs) Indeed, indeed. But that's it. You're able to come in, experiment, have all this fun stuff, and then go, okay, cool. I think it's ready for the rest of the scene. So that's, a, I guess, an incentive for people to come and watch these shows because you're like, you never know what you might see. And then six months down the line, you get to be like, you know, when you hear an indie band and then they make it to Wembley. Yeah, yeah. I saw Oasis before they were Oasis. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what. <laughs> it was incredible. Just dudes, yeah. just they were just playing some gigs, and like six months later, we were like. That's Oasis, and it was like it was incredible. Uh, Lee, we 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 always talk about a lot of the good side, good side of uh, running a wrestling promotion. What's the most difficult thing about running a wrestling promotion? I I get to see a brief glimpse. Uh, I like to get there early. I met guys like yourself, and I meet CJ, and I see what goes on backstage, and you're like, oh my god, I don't even. I I just it's bad enough trying to plan a podcast. I mean, what is the the darker side of running your own wrestling promotion? I mean, what what's the most difficult thing you find running Sacrifice Pro Wrestling? Uh, for me, it'll have to be pullouts, uh, mm-hmm. and card changes, and things like that. And what you know, what I will give credit. One thing that I love the the UK wrestling audience for is that they never take it out on the promotion or the talent mm-hmm. whenever somebody has to pull right. And it is always hard when it's like you know you have a payoff coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will say first and foremost, if a if a performer ever wants to go and take a paid booking uh, that they've gotten after us will always tell them to go and do it, Yeah, right? It, I always think it's only wrestling, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, go and chase the light. Uh, that was something actually Ryan Smile said to me. Uh, I always used to wonder why he would like pull out Hope shows and then he would pop up at Rev Pro or somewhere like that. And he was like, you have to go where the light is. Yeah. So I always love that. Injuries, of course, sometimes you'll get messages. God, I'll have, I'll have great talents in my inbox being like, I'm really, really sorry. I've got COVID or I've, I've twisted my ankle. I'm so sorry for letting you down. I'm like, you didn't let down nobody. Go rest yourself up. Mm. Get an ice pack or a limb sip or something. You don't have to <laughs> worry about us. It's only wrestling. Uh, so it's, it's I guess, that duality of reassuring a performer, hey, go do what you do or go rest, please. Honestly, we'll be absolutely fine. And then afterwards going, okay, now with the ingredients that we still have in the kitchen, how do we still get from... A to B in our story, or how can we still put on an amazing match? Or, I mean, another side of things is I won the Hope title very early on in my career when I wasn't ready. I was a really good talker, 
my wrestling wasn't quite there. Mm-hmm. But the promoter that I wrestled for, a guy called Harvey Dale, he was really good because he he saw that putting me in an uncomfortable position would allow me to step up. Right? Uh, do you remember when um? Do you remember when the Undertaker still had his streak and mm-hmm. everyone would always argue as to who should get it? Yeah. And some people would go like. When Randy still, Orton went, yeah, they should never have ended that. <laughs> still, it's still a bugbear. Don't get me started on that. You're lucky Adam is in it. But there were, but there were some people who were like, "Oh, Randy Orton, he's not ready yet." Mm. But then you go, "All right, then what about the Rock?" And you go, "Well, he doesn't need it." And it's like, okay, well then nobody can do it, yeah. right? You're either too big or you're too small. Yeah. And can do it. I'm really big on like sometimes a performer isn't ready, mm-hmm. and they're not. They've never, you know, they've never been to the main event dance before, or they've they've never had a platform or a payoff quite this big. But that's okay. Because I remember when when that title was put on me and Hope, I was like, great. Now it's time to start training hard. It's time to get new gear. It's time to cut a great promo for the for the first show back. It's time to study harder. And I love being able to to see somebody to grab them and go, hey, that big opportunity that you know you got in the back of your head is tomorrow. Let's go. And seeing them grab it like full force by the throat and go, let's go. <laughs> so, that. uh, so that's really exciting. That's really exciting. I love that. Um, Lee, what advice do you give to young people getting into the industry of professional wrestling? Uh, we had Matt Cardona on not too long ago, and he was giving us great advice. He's like, look, you can never self-promote enough. He goes, if you send 100 tweets throughout the day, you might lose a couple of followers because they're sick and tired of seeing your shit. But he's like, self-promotion is key. And, and we've really taken that to heart, and we run with that. But inside uh, the indie scene in the UK, I mean, I've been to like um, Apex developmental shows. They were developmental. They put on some shows on like a Saturday or a Sunday afternoon where you have to go in there with an open mind because these guys are still training. They're still learning, but they're being put in front of a live audience. A bit like NXT used to be. NXT's gone a yeah. bit more mainstream now. What advice do you give to people when they come to you and say, hey, Lee, I want to get involved in, in the wrestling industry. I'm here. What do you say to them when they want to get involved? I would say you have to look stupid. You, uh, oh I Jesus, think... I should be a world champion. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's really interesting, right? Because uh, there are some wrestlers that are that start off very character based or very comfortable with character based stuff. So people that come to my head would be like, like I was definitely one of them, but then people like Charles Crowley, Gene Money is another fantastic mm-hmm. one. Uh, shout out a fantastic wrestler and person in Gene Money. Uh, and then on the other side of things, you've got people who take impeccably to the ring side of things. Mm-hmm. So a great example there would be like a Chris Ridgeway, pretty much all of Northwest Strong are fantastic in the ring. A Zack Sabre Jr., uh shouts out another guy another great guy there tommy kyle who is oh, like, i love tommy was that your last show since he's come back from his injury as well really really done a great i've job. never seen a guy hit a hip toss that looks like a finish <laughs> lord man half his moves there could be finishing moves yeah but uh and i feel like out of these two groups you will forever have a chip on your shoulder going i want to be more like them right mm-hmm. and you look at the other side and and you, you'll find it like Every comedy or every personality wrestler will have that time period where they're like, I need to be a ring guy. Mm. Uh, And a lot of the times it's a quieter side, but all of those serious guys will have those moments where they go, I need to push myself to be a bit louder, a little Mm. bit more, a little bit more wild, a little bit more out there. Uh, And sometimes in that sense, you have to go too far in character to know exactly when to pull it back. You can't be scared. 
Um, yeah, a uh, great quote from William Regal. No one pays to see their neighbor. Um, mm. And sometimes like when I, uh, you know, I occasionally pop down to Square One, the wrestling academy mm. run by UBW, another great promotion. Um, yeah, it's uh, it, it's people kind of get scared to 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 really like put themselves out there and go crazy. Yeah. Uh, and it's really nice seeing like, you know, I might see somebody and go, "Hey, that sounds like real name rather than gimmick yeah. name." It's like yeah. make me forget I know you. Show yeah. me the hundred percent, mate. Hundred percent. Uh, Lee, just finishing up, mate. What is it? What's the future? For UK wrestling and Saki Pro, I mean, we speak to people at a time. They want to, um, we've spoke to, I mean, I know Apex have got like um, a thing with Amazon now where you can go and see all their, all their matches on Amazon. And some people want to go to bigger arenas and some people just want to discover talent and eventually see them on an impact, an AW, a WWE. What's the, what does the future look like for UK wrestling in general? Because I think it's as good as it's ever been now from what i've seen in the last year of us covering it what's the what did you want the future to be for saki pro wrestling and yourself for me i just want people to be able to take a chance on smaller promotions um yeah i i, I understand like the cost of living crisis is very real and sometimes you may not necessarily have the 40 quid or whatever to get a front row seat to Rev Pro or Progress or anything like that. And hey, those are premium shows with premium matches. What we will offer is storylines, unique matches, things that you will not see everywhere else, uh, opportunities for real variety. And I hope people go, do you know what? For a tenner, I'll take a punt down the road to Bedford. I'll mm-hmm. see something creative, something different. And uh, because realistically, if only those big promotions exist, then eventually they're going to run out of a talent pool, right? Because yeah. you're only going to be able to see a certain amount of guys at that level um, where they really cut their teeth at the, you know, in really interesting stuff is, uh, is down at the smaller promotions. So I hope people are just open-minded enough to go, to go, Hey, you know, I see this guy on a big show for the first time. They're really interesting. I'm going to follow them on Twitter. Oh, cool. They're only 20 miles away at this show. Mm -hmm. It's always worth a punt because you never know what mad stuff you're going to see. Yeah, I mean, that's really what we've done with Ignite in Bournemouth, yourselves in Bedford, Apex in Milton Keynes. We're going to APW that's up in Birmingham. Uh, We say this to everyone, if you can get to a local wrestling show, go and do it because it's some of the it's, it's one of the most entertaining afternoons out you'll have you'll see some great wrestling matches you, the interaction you get you can't really get with the big leagues you know what i mean i've been fortunate enough to come backstage with yourselves with ignite with apex and you kind of get that little insight to what goes on into running like a sacrifice pro and you you, you tip your hat because you're like this is incredible what these guys and girls do especially like down with saki pro everyone does it for free it's all done for charity so you're all doing it for a good cause which i think is absolutely incredible so i urge anyone to go down and see your local promotion mate and what you guys are doing mate i genuinely do mean this mate it's truly incredible I really appreciate that. I really appreciate. I mean, you asked earlier on about the hardest parts of running a promotion like that. Honestly, when you've planned a storyline or you've planned a payoff or a big surprise or a reveal or something uh, that pays off out of nowhere, and you can just calmly kind of sit behind the curtain and, and like mm-hmm. turn something and go, "Watch this," and then yeah. some music plays and the place falls apart. It's it's such a beautiful feeling. It's an insane feeling. I remember 
we had a main event of one show. It was Warren Banks against Nico Angelo, right? Another wow. great, great match with two great guys. The morning of the show, Chris Brooks messages me and goes, hey, can I be on your show? I'm like, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's not a question. Yeah, 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 you can. Don't worry about it. And then to see like the room just go, whoa. And like people like grab the guy next to him and be like, yo, Chris Brooks, is it? Like, yeah, that's such a cool feeling to be able to stand back there and go, these people who would have paid a tenner to just see the talent that was on yeah. the show, we get to give them that. Or when you plan a story long in advance, when you see a briefcase holder cash in, yeah, you see somebody struggle, grow, evolve, It's uh, it's uh, it makes it all worth it. Yeah, I mean, I can atone to that. I mean, I got to spend a brief time with Michael Oku uh, not so long mm. ago, and I was like, dude, this is one of the best wrestlers in the UK. I'm just here having a casual chat with him about wrestling and i'm like my god i saw will osprey at rev i saw him on AEW tv a week later i was two yards from him at rev pro so it, it's all swings and roundabouts in this industry you never know where you're going to see people pop up and especially like from the likes of like sacrifice pro it, it's a great stepping stone but it's also somewhere to cut your craft to learn to learn the industry to learn the business and learn with great people like yourself mate so honestly keep doing what you're doing um but tell our listeners mate where they can find you what you've got coming up and where can we catch saki pro next we are in bedford in bedfordshire most people don't know where that is it's <laughs> <laughs> to that extent where most people just lie and just say like Milton even my sat nav goes where the like fuck are you going yeah, i feel you i feel you bro um yeah we have a show on december 17th it is called well it's the big snow and it's our big tee off for the rest of the year it's our last one it's about a week before christmas on the 17th you can find us on absolutely every platform uh but the one i pimp out the most is youtube like i say every single show for free chapter marked out uh it's so funny i chatted the other day to josh spicer who's a great talent who's been on our shows for the last year or so and he went to check out his match from the last show on our channel and then he went i started looking back at the last shows from the last few years just looking at the chapter titles and seeing who yeah. was on so and he was like this guy's in AEW, and this guy's in wwe and this guy's in it he was like I didn't know all these guys worked here. I was like, yeah, man, that was yeah. like last year. Yeah. Don't... <laughs> right. Awesome. Like it's, it's exciting. So, uh, yeah, if you're not sure whether you feel it, if you're not sure, like whether it's exciting or not, just go have a trip down to YouTube, find some cool talent and, uh, and come down to the show and say hi. Yeah. Well, Lee, I will see you at the next show, my friend. I, I'm coming down, my man. Uh, I will catch you in December, but thanks for your time. Honestly, keep doing what you're doing, my man. Uh, you, the guys and the girls down there, like I say, when I was down with you guys a couple of weeks ago, tremendous promotion, a really loyal fan base. Got to chat to some of the fans there as well, mate. So keep killing it, brother. And I'll catch you down the road. Much appreciated, bro. Take no care. No worries. No worries. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Hit in the Turnbuckle podcast. I've been your host, Andy Burrows. Till next time, everybody. Buckle down. Stay safe. Hey, everybody, thank you for checking out the Hit in the Turnbuckle podcast. Make sure you go and check us out on all social media. Twitter, you can find us at HTT Buckle. Facebook, just search the Hit in the Turnbuckle podcast. <laughs>